millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Gary Lineker joined us. Yes. On the day we discovered that the referee was selling the Hand of God ball. Yeah, two and a half million quid up. Gary sounded very happy about it. He did, as you'll discover. Uh, We also spoke to uh, actor, comedian... Writer, Newcastle fan, Fergus Craig. He has a, a new book out. Yeah, Murder at Crime Manor, yeah. set in Exeter. And he gave us a, a, an excerpt of that. Yeah, lovely. We had a chat, the listeners got involved. We did indeed. And we had a birthday spread, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. yeah. So I think I've, been, I've should... been told off for saying the results of the birthday spread in this bit on the podcast. Okay. So I no longer do, Paul. We don't. We don't. We keep it. We just keep our powder dry. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Charlie, there is good, good afternoon. Late night, you? was it? Late night? Like, um, it was that a, last penalty. I'm, I'm shouting a bit for the last five minutes yeah. uh, because it got a bit tense at uh, at the Google last night. Why month. did it get tense? Because they seemed well, in so much control. It got tense for the very reasons that, that the manager said after the game that everybody thought the, 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 you know, the race was run, so he made loads of substitutions. We yeah. all basically... Was, Cheers, George. <laughs> see you Saturday. For I got that going everybody on, Everybody was it? going oh, on. Right. People were popping down for a sneaky pint. It was done. The race was 3-1. It was all over, no one cared, and then suddenly it's 3 2. And with our history as a club, yeah. you're fearing the worst. Um, so anyway, they, they, they did see it over the line. Well, I suppose they, the attitude if you're leaving is, Well, if we're gonna lose this, I don't want to see it. Oh, no, no, people were leaving because they thought it was all over, it was done. that it was the, there was nothing else gonna happen in the game, it was just gonna fizzle out. And yeah. uh, they had other plans, really. Lovely, proper volley, wasn't it? That, oh, yeah, that, that was a Sonny, sensational Sonny's goal. volley. What a Beautiful yeah. goal that is, Paul. Kane, that was the good thing about Kane and Son. They, you know, they looked very good together again last yeah. night. But it was look nervy than it need be. But they got over the line, exactly. and I can think of plenty of times when they would have been pegged back. But that was good news. We're going to be talking to Tony Evans, uh, Liverpool uh, supporter, journalist, and author, very shortly. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I saw the half-time highlights on the screens when I, when I went down at half-time of Liverpool Rangers, and it looked pretty. Even at that point, yeah. I mean, from what everybody was saying, I was listening to sort of Ali was sort of saying, you know, they they could go out and make a you know an impact in the second half, but could easily have been two 0 at, at one point, yeah. yeah. And then they looked nervy. I watched, I watched both. I flipped between the two, and 
Liverpool just look nervy because they've been nervy, haven't they? They've not had that pace, they've not had that yeah. confidence and the swagger that they've had for the last few seasons. But, but they they sort of found it. It's like they yeah. found it. It's like they came out second half. A lot of good came out of last night. I yeah, think, I mean a re- that hat trick for 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 Salah, really quick, good goals, yeah. proper Salah goals. Yeah, you know, and and yeah, it was good. They, they looked they looked really got this bit of confidence well, back again. Well, which know, before Sunday, you know, when they might have been knocked out of them again. But yeah, no, that's true. Well, we we'll talked to Tony about that yeah. shortly. We want to get you going on a few things. Charlie has come in today in a, a blue I don't and, understand the fuss in this. A ball. blue and white, a dark blue, a navy and white hooped t-shirt. Yeah, I know. I, I will just say I don't normally come in in like a black t-shirt. No, like or I normally come in in some. But it's just that shirt. The combo with that black jacket you've got. You yeah. said I look like Elvis in Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, and we, so you've done the pose. Done the pose. That's out there on, yeah, that's on Twitter. A yeah. similar pose. And it's yeah. a bit more shaking Stevens yeah. than Elvis, isn't it? I'd like. I'd like another go at it if I'm honest. No, because I I was doing it from memory, and now I've seen the actual picture. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a slightly different pose. Seems to be breathing in a lot more than I am as yeah, well. He does, doesn't he? But where's your gondola? He's had that one today. Yeah. We've had the the, your the comparisons. So I've just been showing him pictures of uh, Alex Harvey. Harvey yeah, so yeah. Yeah, you get the idea. They, Someone's you, just you sent me Marcel Marceau. Marcel Marceau. Nice. Yeah, he's got. He's been, been carrying an imaginary balloon around today. <laughs> Sometimes you go somewhere and it's not. You've got maybe you've got to a party or a do. Yeah. And and somebody will just you think you're looking good, and they'll say, "Why you you come as?" Do you know? And, yeah. you, and you think, "Oh blimey, I have this is a, this is a uniform, and I had no idea." If you wear an, an orange shirt on an EasyJet flight, Paul. Yeah. You, you might. <laughs> you got me coughing yeah. now. You might end up yeah. selling peanuts. That's it. Well, you maybe not peanuts. Maybe not a gin and no, tonic. No, maybe, maybe a yeah, gin yeah. or some. Uh, maybe some scratch cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real off. This is cheap perfume. Look for the drunks. Look for the drunks. <laughs> Look for the drunks and sell them scratch cards. You never want one of those scratch cards. Have fifty scratch cards. Anyway. So what, you, what did you come as? So what did you come it? as? Yeah. Inadvertently come as. Talksport.com, text 8 to 89, tweet TSH and J. Um, we're going to chat uh, later on to Gary Lineker. And one of the things we're going to bring up is that the ball from uh, the Hand of God game, 1986 in Mexico, is has been put up for sale. Yeah. Talk about kicking the uh, what's-its. By the referee. He kept it. The referee that gave that goal kept the ball. All these years. And could now make two and a half, three million. So we'll get Gary's take on that. But we thought that's a piece of time. I mean, it would be good, wouldn't it, if all the boys of 86 got together and bought it and then stuck a knife in it. <laughs> Burnt it. Like somebody thought, like bo- when a ball's gone over a neighbour's <laughs> fence, stuck a knife in it. That would be great, wouldn't it? So like a knife in a If shoot. there's any toxic men, we'll, we'll start an imaginary fire uh, yeah. this afternoon. Um, well, there is a fuel crisis at the moment, yeah. Paul, and the cost of living crisis. And one way to keep everybody's houses warm, maybe to be by um, setting football memorabilia Toxic on football fire. memorabilia. It can be personal to you, personally toxic to you. You've got one, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. oh, I've... Well, it's talking oh, oh, it's, yes, it's Simon Mather's whistle from the but from the playoff final. Not that I'm still going on about it, Paul. Hmm. I'm over it, and it's two and a half years ago. I know, yeah, yeah. I can tell. I, I was listening to your... Um, <laughs> Uh, my new football club podcast oh, yeah. with uh, the guys, and I could tell you, it's, you've e- not quite Exeter got over, lads. you've not quite got over that. Never but anyway, to- any toxic football memorabilia you'd like to just throw onto the pyre? Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine, tweet TSH and J. Starting with the ball from an English point of view, and blimey, it's loads here. The other <laughs> thing was uh, Charlie took to somebody, a fellow comedian. Took Speaking to, of starting fires, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a fellow comedian took to Twitter, didn't yeah, he, and yeah. was asking advice on starting a wood burner. He had one in his 
house and never used it. Showed a picture of the wood burner and he said, how do I start this? How do I get this going? Yeah. And it's not, you know what I mean? You, you do feel like you should know how to start a fire. Yeah. But when you do have a wood burner, I don't know if you've got one. It wasn't one Billy Joel, was it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. Anybody know how this works? Because... <laughs> Because by definition, there's no by definition. Don't do the text of it. We've got enough. I'm useless. I'm useless with any of this. Just turn. You can you can put one bar on it. Just base it. It's the thermostat on the wall. Any form of heating. The the doors. Billy really struggles. Wouldn't it be great to be Billy's heating engineer? Be brilliant. You're around there every day. Well, Bill, all you got to yeah. do, mate, is just, just do that. Just turn it up a little bit, or just do, all the radiators got individual thermostats what li- on. We listing history at me for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm here practically every day, Bill, just putting the fire on for you. Look, I've got Keith Flint from the Prodigy. Here. Yeah, he'll yeah, do yeah, it for yeah. you. Sadly not, but there we and are. There we are. Anyway, um, do get in touch this afternoon uh, if if you'd like to set fire to that toxic memorabilia. If yes. you've ever talked somebody through something. That's what it was, yeah. You yeah, talked this lad through it, didn't I, you? I just said bit by bit. And I was yeah, surprised you... at how much I knew how to start a fire in a yeah. wood burner. Yeah. Taught him what the flu was. and He could start a fire in a wood burner. I could, and I talked yeah. him through it. And I wondered if people had had to talk, you know, if you're talking someone through or something. Yeah. And now press the button. I've done that. Press the pause I've button. I've done that with my mum with a video call. Pause and play at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's it. For someone taking... Has the, the red? Is it? Has it gone red? No yeah. red. Yeah, we've all been there. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, that should keep you busy. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Make a welcome return to the studio now to chat about uh, his uh, new book, yeah. Murder at uh, Crime Manor. Is uh, the actor, writer, Newcastle fan, comedian Fergus Craig. Fergus, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good Love to, to see be here. you again. Book yeah. two. Book two of a trilogy, or, yeah. of, or yes. of ten. I'm hoping series. to do one a year for the next. Yeah. 40 years. Yeah, very nice. New Agatha Christie That's the sort of style. Yeah, You've invented lovely. two fictional characters, haven't yeah. you, really? One, the, 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 the fictional uh, detective in your book and the kind of person that brought him to the world. That's right. I sort of created this character called Martin Fishback, who's mm. this sort of middle-class dad from Exeter. And he was... I decided he was a crime writer. And uh, there was a... I did a BBC show with that character. And then I decided that he was a crime writer and he created this character called Roger Le Carre. It's it's Detective Roger... So on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Detective Roger Le Carre. He's sort of like your typical... uh, Stereotypical detective. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Drink problem, uh, trouble at home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. he, he runs one 10k per day, but burns more calories just shaking his head at what has become of his city. <laughs> <laughs> and is, is Martin, the, is he kind of based on anybody? Yeah. Have you met lots of people like that? Martin well, was, like a, it was like a lockdown dad, wasn't he? Uh, that's right. Uh, on yeah. the Zoom. Yeah. So during lockdown, he was sort of on the sun. Yeah, to use his on, time. On, to, his, uh, to his son at university quite a lot, wasn't he? He, he was sort of a little bit me, a little bit my dad. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Just the sort of person who, like, when he's in a room with you, he really wants to educate you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He wants to be the smartest person in every room. But this is sort of like, I think it stands alone away from Martin yeah. Fishmat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you enjoy crime fiction and you, you've got a sense of humour, then yeah. I think it... The, the 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 on the iPlayer the Martin um, Martin Fishback is on iPlayer on the yeah. iPlayer there's a pilot on uh, oh okay yeah, yeah, all right so that's good you can go and check that out. go and check that out it might be worth the book it, Murder at Crime Manor yeah giving people a flavour of it Fergus uh, in the style of Martin I guess because uh, you've uh, it's very much in his voice isn't it really I'll do that like I say this is the second one the idea yeah. of this one 
is he, he gets invited to a mysterious party mm. at, at a castle near Exeter with a load of eccentric guests. Someone gets murdered. He's holding the murder weapon in his hand. They're snowed in. He's got 48 hours to... Uh, to uh, solve to, it, to solve the yeah, crime yeah. and clear his name. I'll just read you a quick extract. This is about him uh, that he's remembering the time that he gave CPR to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Superintendent Beverly Chang had booked the whole station in for a lesson. Le Carre was no fan of courses. The only course he was interested in was going on Silverstone, powering around every corner in his Kia Seed, <laughs> staying within the legal speed limit at all times because he didn't want to fall into any bad habits. But he'd taken part to be a team player, and just three months later, it had saved his own life when he'd had a heart attack and performed CPR on himself. <laughs> CPR on himself? Doesn't seem likely, does it? Well, it happened. Most people don't possess that kind of inner strength, the kind required to perform CPR on yourself. <laughs> Luckily for Detective Roger Le Carre, he did. He stumbled out of the Crown and Goose after another night of heavy drinking and found himself on the pavement going into cardiac arrest. I like arrests, he thought to himself, but not this kind. With his lifestyle, a heart attack had always been on the cards. Some men burn the candle at both ends. Le Carre set fire to the whole thing. Very nice, very nice. Little did Fergus know we're going to have a very serious conversation on that very subject with Fabrice Moembra in about five minutes' time. Oh, how appropriate. (laughs) What are the chances? Um, It's set in Exeter, and it's so specific. I know you don't live in Exeter. How do you know? Did you go to college in Exeter? Or just because it's, it's West Country corner. It's my area. My parents live in Plymouth. Yeah. I think I'd only been to Exeter a couple of times, but I was just looking for a city that just, uh, the funniest city that I could say is a hotbed of crime. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there is crime in Exeter, yeah, but be, making yeah. it out like it's Compton, yeah. I, yeah. I found <laughs> amusing. That's nice. It's a nice thing to do. Yeah. I enjoyed to write about the ghettos of Exeter, you know? Yeah. So, it's, so I suppose because there are a million crime novels, that yeah. then it, you you could you can carry this on as long as you want to carry it on and as long as people want to hear from the character. That's the plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. Love, I'd love, it's really enjoyable to write. And I think people do like what I try to do with this one is make a better sort of who done it. Yeah. I mean, if you if you oh yeah if there's still a story to hang on to and you do really want to know who's done it, it works on two levels. Then, it works on two it? levels, yeah, but then there's good. I'm aiming I'm aiming for sort of joke a, a joke a paragraph really. We we were um, discussing when you came in yeah. on putting on television, weren't we, Paul? Yeah. Not not you were here. When yes. We we weren't yeah. just talking about you behind your back when we were talking about putting on television. <laughs> Who would you cast? That, that who's your dream cast of 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 Roger the, of the Roger Levitt Carre? You, Charlie. Well, well yeah, we well, know that. I, mean, I would love to do that. Yes, of course. But you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Who do you think? There's so many people who could do it. I like. Are you Hugh seeing Grant. it? Are you seeing it Sunday tea time? Are you seeing it post watershed? It's post watershed. Okay. Yeah. Nine o'clock. That slot. Do you know what I mean? ITV, yeah. Sky, BBC. Yeah. Yeah, whole lovely. family. Sister. It's not one of those sort of two-hour Sunday night jobs like most of their detective shows. It'll be a, a little tight half hour on out. Yeah. I mean, we'll I'm see. trying to find we'll some room for it in the schedule <laughs> at the moment, aren't we? Really? Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's very silly. Because you watch funny, that for two hours good. every week. Yeah, probably not. No, but I mean, you know, I think you'd probably find quite a lot of the audience for those 
for those ITV uh, eight o'clock. They'd probably yeah. take about an hour to realise that you were it. taking the mickey. Um, because, you know, it's, as you say, it's quite authentic and you can yeah. read it purely as a, as a murder mystery, which is... Uh, That's which the is idea. Great. But, you yeah. know, someone said on Twitter last night that there was... There was a chuckle every page. So oh, this one's got two, two. That's 276 chuckles. Chuckles. Very so what good. does that add up to? Oh, I, I mean, know. a guffaw? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, one a big chortle. Um, you are a Newcastle fan as well. That's right. And so, uh, yeah, we. I think, I think last time we saw you, the takeover had happened, hadn't it? And it was very early days. No one quite knew. But since yeah, then... Yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah. Probably. And so we would have been still... Steve Bruce would have still been in charge. We'd have probably been 19th or something yeah. in the table, bottom of all the stats. Things have changed a lot. Mm. We're sixth now. In football in terms, it is, has been very enjoyable. Mm. The, the, the first few games of the season, the results weren't really there. We had one win, one loss, a load of draws. But the performances were... Anyone watching the games, you could see we were a completely different club. It's, yeah. And now we're sort of, we've just won the last two games really handsomely. Yeah, last couple of games, everybody's suddenly sitting up and taking notice. And say anyhow, does deserve a lot of credit. I mean, even like, I look at a player like Almiron, who'd have his moments to be yeah. in and out. But I mean, like, you know, there's an element, there's a feel of some consistency coming out of That's him the now, thing. isn't it? We have obviously spent a lot of money yeah. and we've brought in players by, like Bruno, who yeah. is surely one of the best midfielders in the Premier League now mm. already. But then, if you look, who would have thought that Joe Linton yeah. would turn into one of the best but, midfielders know, in yeah, Europe? Where he's become unbelievable. From? Yeah, it's, yeah. And I then, don't know if that's coaching or. Well, yeah, I, just, I think it's just good managers spot stuff like that. You know, he probably went in. He probably went into the interview that day and said, "Well, Joe, for a start, Joe Linton's a midfielder," and they probably all looked at each other. But I mean, you know, they're, they're sort of bold things that that people see sometimes, yeah. and, think, and that's why I think I've looked at this guy and I think that's what he is. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about Almiron as well. He was like, he was always well loved because he flaky, always, wasn't he? That, well, he always tried hard. He yeah. always ran. He's mm. got a funny face. I always thought he like looked like a. A kid who doesn't have a bedtime. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> One of the kids who just lives on Haribo. He does have a look at the big, big Bang Theory. I always, yeah. I always felt yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, but, he's and he's scoring some crackers. But as well, now hasn't I think he? it's yeah. ever since I don't know if if all fans sort of noticed this, but you know Jack Grealish had sort of had a dig at him. Oh yeah. really? Oh, In the yeah. Man City celebrations, he had a, he had a little comment of like. He said Mares had to be taken off because he was playing like Almiron. It was yeah. just a bit Ooh, out of left field. Yeah. But ever since then, oh, yeah. Almiron scored more goals than both of them put together. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that, that might be the thing that kicks you, kicks you yeah. on, mightn't it? You know, I just think Eddie Howe is one of those managers who looks like he, he knows what he's not guessing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, he's got that team together in there, and and it's it's consistency, isn't it? It's momentum, and, and it's not been. Oh, look, they are spending money because they've got money, but it's not been the, the you know maybe the way that Newcastle fans and all other fans thought it would be. Or they would just start you know hoovering up Galacticos and hoping for the best. I think this is might might end up being in a way the most enjoyable period, the period where you're sort of building it. Yeah. And we're not like you say we're not buying Galacticos. We've still got we've got no one on insane wages. Yeah, mm, and yeah. there's the, it's all possibility now. Do you know what I mean? It's all hope and that's enjoyable. Well, was the owners downside by that because in the end yeah. they like, you know, they like a shiny well, new toy and then they want well, to Mbappe waving that. his arms yesterday might M be Mbappe, yeah. al alerting I mean, Newcastle you're already out you're building a great team ethic. I don't think you want to parachute Mbappe <laughs> in particularly at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, um it, it's out now. Murder at Crime Manor. The yeah, first absolutely. one's called Once Upon a Crime, but like this one 
like I say, it's sort of an Agatha Christie parody, and it's, yeah. I, I like to think it's. And a lot also, of fun. Powderham Castle is a, is lovely for a day out as well. That's right. That's right. If, right, if, if, if you're in, if, if you're, you're in, in that part of the world, we're in, in, in negotiations for them uh, yeah. to sell it in the gift oh, shop, oh, yeah. Charlie. Fantastic, That's... amazing. I once got snowed in very near Powderham Castle. Did fact, you really? I mean, I'm <clears> absolutely right to play this. Snowed in at Powderham Castle. At Fergus Craig, Fergus has got a couple of other clips of excerpts from the book and the earlier books in character. If you want to go and check them out as well. Good to see you, Fergus. Thanks, Thanks for coming Fergus. in. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, Fergus Craig's Murder at Crime Manor, published by Little Brown and out now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Now, at this point of the show, we were having, uh, hoping, should I say, to have Gary Lineker with us in the studio. Yeah, I, was, I, was I was excited. I was but excited. Sadly, Childhood dream come true. He's not been able to come oh. in. Um, he's chatting to us remotely. But Charlie, as uh, dog owners and lovers... We understand. Fully understand. We make that point straight away. Good afternoon, Gary. Hello. Right. I, I, was, uh, I was hearing on the uh, the yeah. uh, podcast, Walking the Dog podcast the other day, that uh, Philbert, your relatively new rescue puppy, has got um, separation anxiety and yeah. takes it out on your curtains. <laughs> it takes it. Yeah, he gets, bless him, he gets into a terrible pickle when he's left alone, even for two minutes. So... Um, and my boys are a bit, they're really good at like kind of got a rotation system going here to, to looking after him when I'm not here, but they're all working today and I just couldn't get anyone last minute. So, um, to leave him on his own for two or three hours would have been tantamount to cruelty because he gets him, um, he hyperventilates terribly. So apologies. Mm. So, no um, problem. But zoom it is. You are going to need a dog whisperer, I would imagine, because hopefully it'll get better as time goes on and, and, and yeah, the dog gets more settled. Yeah, he's already great. He's, he's, a, he's a lovely boy. Yeah. He's a lovely no, he boy. looks at it. Pictures are great. He's got, he, he looks fantastic. He's a husky cross, isn't oh, he? Oh, lovely, great. Yeah, half husky, half Aussie shepherd, pretty well, much. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's have a chat about Sorry, the book. I, I can verify that, oh, yeah. um, that one of uh, at least one of Gary's children was... Uh, Working this morning, so I was working with him doing, oh, okay. doing a podcast with Harry this morning. Gary, so. oh, we were with Harry, right? <laughs> very yeah. nice young man. <laughs> yeah, with, um, our podcast company's um, booming. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Also, doing lots yeah. of stuff. We had Al Murray in the other day. You do, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have Ways yeah. podcast. We've got um, the rest is politics with Laura yeah, Stewart. That's a good lesson. Campbell, and we've got the rest is history, and it's that's amazing. It's yeah. gone. It's gone. It's great. And, uh, yes, new book out as well with Ivor Badil. Um, yeah. 50 Times Football Changed the World. It kind of aimed at yeah. a, a younger audience, but I think yes. older people can get plenty out of it as well. But it's kind of positive stories, interesting, quirky, positive stories from yeah. the world of football. Mm. In, indeed. And and I think the motivation in many ways, because I've you know football's been probably the one ever present in my whole life. Um is that I I sometimes take umbrage with people when they you know look at football in a negative manner. You know we've had I've grown up with that in terms of you know the tabloids. You get a story on the front page about football and everyone thinks they're awful and stuff like that. So um, this is a chance to show that actually football is um, an incredibly good thing. It's a power for good in, in many situations, many circumstances. I think I think we've seen it in recent years, um, probably because of social media as well, which has, has been a good thing. We've seen it with, you know, Marcus Rashford, what he's done with the school meals. Mm-hmm. We saw it didn't we, with Jordan Henderson when he got the captains together uh, at the start of the pandemic and raised loads of money for 
the NHS, Raheem Sterling in terms of racism and what what play, you know they're taking the knee. There's you know players that have got social conscience and uh, and rise up to, for good. So this is kind of a, a, an example of that. Fifty times that football kind of says what it does on the tin, um, and there are some really uplifting um, and lovely stories in there. Yeah, I mean, the things that I think kids will see the link to. I mean, if you're, if you know, as a sometimes you probably were in a pretty decent um, school team or Sunday morning team, Gary, scoring lots of yeah. goals, but a lot of kids aren't. <laughs> They're getting gubbed 10, yeah, 12 yeah, yeah. nil every week. Yeah. And there's yeah. one of the stories in there about a team in uh, Cornwall uh, called Madon yeah. who were, were literally getting beat 40s and 50s, but came <laughs> through it and started to get some wins. So there's little tales like that that, that might inspire yeah. those that maybe are taking yeah. a bit of a shoeing every week. Yeah, no, lots of um, really inspiring um, true stories. And obviously, I went, when I sat down with Ivor at the very start of this, to, um, first we thought, how are we going to find 50? And then actually it was, how do we reduce it down to 50? Mm. Um, but I did insist that Leicester's winning of the league, which is <laughs> the biggest sporting team miracle of all time, had to be in there. So that was... That was my prerequisite for, for, for doing it. But um, no, there's some very fab- fabulous stories. And, and obviously, the interesting thing is the shift. There's a lot of um, female stories in there, you know, young girls or yeah, women, yeah. Um, because of, you know, the football has blossomed. When I played, you know, when I played, you'd hardly ever see a female face in the crowd, yeah. apart from yeah. perhaps my mother who used to go always. Um, and whereas nowadays, that obviously changing. Um, it's changed elsewhere in the world before it perhaps changed here but you know with the success of the lionesses and um and, and the, the constant growth and improvement of, of of women's football um it's it's a really good thing and, and that is also reflected um in the book i, Maybe think, I don't think you were right hmm. to have leicester city in it though because that did yeah. change that did change football and it did oh, change the no, world a bit well because you know it gave other teams hope it gave the whole pyramid yeah. hope yeah. that it's not yeah. just all about money yeah no question and um and it, it was just it was just a glorious story and um and obviously it, 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 it was impactful not just here but right around the world um, and people suddenly worked out how to actually say Leicester yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I used to go to America and it was always like Leicester yeah. and um, now they now I go there and they say oh you're from Leicester and, they, uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that's the diff- one of the differences that it made Maybe there should be a section four for uh, younger readers on the cyclical nature of uh, football. And if your team's not doing well at the moment, then maybe in a few years yeah. they will be all... Yeah. Your team is doing well, yeah. but don't always think they will because yeah. we've gone from pictures in the book of uh, Claudio Ranieri lifting the trophy <laughs> to Zach Rogers and Brendan Nout on the big screens. Well, uh, that's the nature of football. And, and what's <laughs> happened, of course, is that Leicester have returned to being... Leicester City. Um, it you know it was they've done brilliantly after it for a number of years, and Brendan was, has been part of, of that winning the FA Cup, which was also a dream come true. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was never going to be able to be sustainable for forever, and, and now we're being back to Leicester, and that means either trying to stay up or <laughs> and um, possibly going down. I hope not. I don't think so. I think it'll be hopefully all right because we we can score goals Leicester. They've got a lot of good players. Um, defensively it's been a bit of a shambles this season but I always think you've got more chance of sorting out the back of the team than the front of the team mm. so um, I'll probably be proved wrong in about <laughs> May 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Brenda did say about, you know, it's all about 40 points. I think, you know, I, I don't think they're quite in... Well, I mean, you know, look at the table well, at the moment, you wouldn't say that. Well, but you do find over the course of a season, they, they won't be in that position. I hope not. I hope <laughs> not. We've got a lot of good players. Leicester have got a lot of good players. Yeah. Um, I think they've, you know, the, the goalkeeper situation is is, is is one that they've obviously got to sort out. Yeah. So, you know, lose, to lose one of the best goalkeepers in the world, Casper Schmeichel, with all due respect to... You know, as a placement ward is um, it's kind of a different level. So, um, you know, I think there's obviously been a degree of loyalty there, but um, it's uh, it kind of need to sort that out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Gary Lineker's with us. We're chatting about his book, Fifty Times Football Changed the World. And uh, if you heard the news bulletin before you came on, Gary, yep, the uh, hand of God's ball, <laughs> the hand of God ball is yeah. uh, for sale. Uh, Ali bin Nasser, the referee. That day, I'm sure you still send him Christmas cards. Um, <laughs> he's selling it at 2.5 to 3 million quid, apparently. Drill for him. Yeah. <laughs> we should buy it for the nation. Now, the crowdfund it yeah. and then yeah. basically get Schultz in um, Trafalgar Square and he can stick a knife in it <laughs> and uh, exercise a ghost from his point of view. How do you feel well, about let's that? Not get, let's not get by. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so... How the hell did the referee end up with a ball? <laughs> are, you, are you over it yet, Gary, or not? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, of course I am not. Um, I mean, I, it was fine with Steve Ariage, you know, Stevie. He, he managed to sell Maradona shirt. Yeah. But the, the gall of the referee keeping the ball in his cupboard for all this time, and now he's going to cash in on the biggest referee's mistake in the history of World Cup football. I mean, really? I know it uh, doesn't. It doesn't anyway. sit well, does it? It really doesn't. Uh, I, mean, sit I don't. Well. I mean, it's fine. And I've seen his quotes as well, mm. and um, and he's going, "Oh, for the rest of the game, and when Lenica scored, I just hope that England would get another one, so we could get another half hour of this great game." Oh well, we had that kind of Gaza Italian. Yes, sorry, mate. give had... a penalty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Well, you had that head at towards the end. You just couldn't quite reach, uh, didn't you? Yeah, he must have been willing, I've... willing you to score. I've watched that about a thousand times, yeah. and even I remember at the, at the time I thought he's coming over. I'm scoring. I'm mm. scoring. It's so I've watched it all the ones in my head, and then um, it was uh, a lot of chair, the yeah. fullback from that. He came. He like kind of dived underneath me. And um, and he somehow managed to get the back of his head yeah. to the ball because I headed it and I thought that's a goal. Um, but yeah, it's one of those moments. Oh, Do you think so we were obsessed with that? Do you think we we're a bit over obsessed with that, Gary? I was. I went, of God. Well, I was once in um, Argentina in, <laughs> in Buenos Aires with um, Peter with Peter Shilton, yeah. and we walked around, yeah. and, and I expected him to sort of be very well known. People to be able to, even the sort of Maradona lookalike yeah. that we saw in the, in in one of the didn't streets know didn't know who Peter was. And <laughs> I thought I thought oh maybe we're just obsessed with it. And I mean, have you been to Buenos Aires? The, the people crowd around you. Um, um, yeah, to get to Maradona because yeah. I, was, I, was, I was with him. When oh I was right, there. yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and that is quite an experience. I'll tell you, being with Diego in, in, in Buenos Aires mm. was like, extraordinary. I mean, he's treated like God, literally like God figure with yeah. thousands of people following everywhere he goes. But yeah. Um, but yeah, for them it was for them it was like a double celebration. It was a celebration of being really crafty, mm. and then his second goal being really brilliant. Yeah. They don't see it like we see it. No, no, that's Obviously, true. But, yeah. but they don't. They see it as a clever bit of play. Mm. And it was bloody clever, really, mm. when you think about it. The way he did it, he jumped and he just lifted his hand. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, 
honestly didn't see it. But then I obviously I was at the other end of the pitch hanging around. Um, so, <laughs> but I could tell from the reaction of of, of my teammates that um, something untoward had, had happened. And actually, that's one of the fifty things in the book oh, as well. Oh wow! Um, it is in there. That that particular of course we story. Knew that because we've, we've it's, read the it was. You know, is it a section on I forgiveness? I think it's probably the most famous World Cup game ever played. Yeah. For the two different reasons: one, for the nature of his goal, mm. and secondly, the nature of the brilliance of his second goal. No, absolutely. We, no, had, we, we can't we, argue. We had that. Trevor Stephen in the other week, didn't yeah. we? We Paul yeah. in the studio, yeah. and I said, "Were you on the pitch for for the for the Maradona goal?" Yeah. He went, "Yes, both. Yeah, yeah both. <laughs> both. <laughs> oh yeah. dear." Well, um, I, I was at uh, Tottenham last night, or the, the Google, as it's now known, and um, <laughs> and Harry Kane went down twice, clutching his ankle. And I think we're all conditioned now. We've got Reese James injured. Every time somebody gets yeah, a knock, John Stone. And you think, oh, no. Yeah. You know, everybody, every fan of every club, is they've put club loyalties aside and they're just worrying about yeah. England. Well, what was your attitude going into tournaments, Gary? I mean, were you yeah. always concerned? Was, was you got closer broken maybe, wrist, to yeah, a World yeah. Cup? Yeah. yeah, I mean, was it always like... Well, yeah. I, had, I did have that thing, but it wasn't something that's in your mind before. And I don't think it's in... I doubt it's in anybody's. You don't think, oh, I better not get injured. I hope I don't get injured. When you're playing, you don't play tentatively. I don't think you think like that. I mean, I hardly got, ever, ever got injured in my whole career. Um, I think the longest I was ever out for injury and, until I went to Japan was like two weeks. Mm. Um, but but it did happen in, in 86. In the last warm-up game against um, Canada, I fell awkwardly and broke my wrist and it was, you know, and then I thought it was all over for me. Um, I was so much pain and I thought, how am I going to be able to do this? And then in the end, they came up with this because they wouldn't let me play in a cast because this dangerous to other players. And in the end, they came up with this kind of strong bandage and compromise and they allowed me to play. Um, but I remember even when I was I was so determined to, I was, I was not going to let miss that World Cup. I was, I was in a lot of pain the whole tournament. And every time, even when I was running, the, the wind against my hand was really painful, let alone when I, <laughs> I, I, when, when I fell on it. So um, it probably took my mind off um, playing crap. So, <laughs> I, mean, I, was, so I, I was just so focused on trying to get rid of the pain. But, yeah, but yeah, players, I mean, the one thing you don't want to do, I mean, if players get injured just before the World Cup, then they start to think about it because that's, you know, you get one chance every four years, don't you? And it's... It's devastating to miss out. But England, always, we always seem to lose one or two, don't we? Yeah. Big one, big yeah. players. Well, always, we always have like, we'll always have, we'll have someone's met the tarsal or wrist yeah. or whatever is on the front cover of a tabloid and saying, then, touch it and pray for Harry or for yeah. whoever <laughs> it is go. from Reese. Yeah. And then we, then, then we make the mistake of, um, you know, player's been out for two months, but we'll think he's so good that we'll bring oh, yeah. him in and play yeah, him anyway. Unfit, he's not yeah. up to speed. So, But we have got, you know, Strength and depth these days in most positions, mm. uh, certainly not in probably central defence. Although I was talking, I was thinking the other day, I was watching watch Roma at the weekend. Smalling was, yeah. I know it sounds odd, but, he, but, but the last two or three years he's been brilliant over there, and it's mm. like he's kind of the forgotten man. Yeah. Um, and it, I watched, I went to actually the two games that Leicester played against him in the um, the famous Conference League, mm. as it's now, and. Um, <laughs> He was actually immense in, the, in both those games. And so, he's scoring goals know, as well, isn't he? Scoring yeah, goals. Well, he's, he's get, you know, he's, he's, he's powerful, he's competitive, and um, he's, he's, he's an option. Um, and, and obviously, Tamori's there. He's been in the squad. We sometimes forget players because suddenly we've got 
players that are playing abroad again, yeah. where we've not necessarily had that um, in, in previous World Cups. So, you know, there, there, there are players out there. You know, and, and also for the, the country with 400 right-backs, they're now all injured. Yeah, which yeah, is that's mad. Not helping. That's which true. is mad. But I'm sure. I'm sure. This is what. There's another what. Five weeks to go or so. Mm, yeah. We'll so good. there's there's players. How, uh, what would constitute a good World Cup, Gary, for England? You think? I mean, look, semi-final last time, and that's quite a lot to live up to. We look at the the quality. Yeah, I mean, what? Brazil are in great nick. I mean, what would you argue is a good World Cup for this current squad? I think we're, I think we've we've got. Um, enough capability in the squad, enough um, and, and plenty of brilliance that I think that we should be competitive in, in every tournament we play now. And I think we'll win one at some point. Um, whether it's this one, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's an obvious favourite in this tournament. Um, you know, you say France, but they've got issues as well. Kante's been injured. Uh, Pogba's been injured. Um, Mbappe's got a few fallouts. The French might implode. They usually either win it or they completely blow up. Um, after that, Germany look okay, but they've had some iffy results. They haven't really got a goal scorer. Um, Spain are, pr- I think, really good and play good football. Quite a young side. Have they got a goal scorer? I'm not sure. Um, I think maybe it's the turn of South America again um, because Brazil have got lots of good players, as they always do, and, um, and Argentina have been unbeaten for about three and a half years or so. And they've, you know, they've found this role where Messi plays deep and they get all the players around him and it's it's really working for them. So I think it's really open. Um, it'll probably be the usual suspects, but um, England will be one of them. We'll have a chance. And we, I know we've not played great in the last few games, but it really is completely material. It doesn't matter how you play before the World Cup. Once you play, it starts. And then if you find a bit of momentum like we've done in the last... Um, couple of tournaments that we've played, and then then th- things can start to happen. We've 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 got a lot of good players. We really have, especially midfield going forward. Mm. It's just how he fits him in, how his system is, um, and I think it's time now. You know, we've had a few doubts about Gareth and stuff, and you know, we all pick our own players, and we prefer this one and that one. But you know, I think it's time if we get all you know behind him again and support him because one thing about Gareth is is definitely earn the right to either fail or succeed. And um, let's see how we go. Just very quick on Barcelona, one of your old clubs. It looks like after last night, Uh um, they're they're not going to make it through the group stage. It's going to have pretty hefty financial implications. Again, yeah, for the second season running. I mean, it's it's a bizarre situation there when you look at the players they have. Well, it is, and they've gambled everything on being successful this season in terms of the way they've leveraged the club, looking ahead, putting all these things to negotiate around this um, financial issues that, that, that La Liga have brought in and that, that they've messed up and obviously had to let Messi go and all this kind of kerfuffle. And then suddenly they're buying superstars and you think, how is this possible? But it's all done on this thing over a period of time. But in that period of time, they very much need success. And not qualifying for the Champions League knockout stage is, is, is kind of irreparable. So I don't know how that's, that, that's going to pan out exactly. They're not out yet, but they need pretty much a miracle, really, uh, to get through in, in, in that group. Um, so Gary's book is called um, 50 Times Football Changed the World he's written it with Ivor Badil it's published now by Penguin and is out in hardback and um, I think it's Puffin 
Oh, puffing, is it? All right. Oh, yes, puffing. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, get yeah. the right bird. He's got, no, he's pen, he's got oh, penguin on the back, but a puffing on the, on the side. Oh, I think yeah, it's all, all part of the same me. company. But anyway, you buy puffing. <laughs> oh, it's the same. It I probably think, is. Yeah, I think it is. I think they own they own them. Um, yeah, and I should know that. Yeah. Have a word. We're it's right. Your, it's your penguin puffin big man little man combination. It is. I think you it is. That's right. Yes, you and, you and Peter Beardsley. <laughs> <laughs> You're the penguin and he's the puffin. Or is it the other way? Ivan Bedell was the Peter Beardsley. Yeah. Oh, there we now are. Get all the glory. <laughs> <laughs> Have a word with Wrighty and Alan Shearer about their set piece songs they've been putting together. It's stra- oh, yeah. straight red. Too much. Straight red. It's getting too many. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, Cheers, Gary. Good to talk Thanks, to you. Thanks, Gary. Give, give Philbert a biscuit Absolute for pleasure us. pleasure as always. Cheers. All the best. Thank you. There we are. That's uh, all right. Gary Lineker there. This is nice from Fraser. What uh, Went to school, and when you did, when Gary did the wrist, uh, over half the boys in the year turned up wearing a bandage the next day. Oh. That's nice. <laughs> it's like it was part of yeah. the kit. It's a nice tech stop. It Paul, nice. we can take those. When did you dress like a footballer without yeah, dressing like a footballer? Yeah, but not in the obvious way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go on then. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We asked you earlier on because Charlie has inadvertently come to work today with a black jacket and a, and a blue and white striped T-shirt on looking like Elvis in Jailhouse Rock. To an extent, anyway. 
Thanks, Paul. And um, we asked you whether... <laughs> if they'd filmed Jailhouse Rock in the mid to late 70s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in between a couple of Vegas shows. Um, Ryan, that was, Ryan told us that one, didn't he? He told us his story. You gave us that earlier on, didn't you? So let's have Did I read one. it out? I don't, think, I don't think I got to read it out. Yeah, I used to okay. own a black jacket with lime green trim. Mm. Used to wear it out all the time till somebody pointed out I looked like I worked at Asda collecting the trolleys. Yes. Oh, that's a shame for you, Ryan. Paul Forrestal said, in, and it does sound like a John Sullivan plot from Only Falls and Horses or Dear John, but he says, Many moons ago, I was in a pub that was holding a fancy dress party, and only a handful of pretty poor efforts were there. Uh, a guy was near the compare, was dressed in a white suit with a trilby, and so in the end, they just gave it to the guy dressed as a gangster and announced him <laughs> as the winner. He then protested that he'd not actually entered the competition. That's how he normally dressed. Is that an over... Because sometimes people do send in Only Fools and Horses episodes. Uh, Paul's, I don't think so. I don't we, think we'll I often th get, oh, I was dressed as Batman yeah, and I was, my, my brother was fell dressed as the Robin. Bar. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, that's right, yeah. There we are. My, we were also saying, when did you when did you coach somebody yeah. into doing something from afar? Yeah. You know, this isn't quite. You that. got someone's wood burner going. I didn't did. You? I got some. I, I was yeah. going to say something rude. Then. Virtually, I, back, I backed out of it, Paul, because yeah. um, I knew I'd get a look from you. Yeah. My <laughs> hobby is paddleboarding. Nice. There's a lot of smug people do that, Paul. Oh, I've seen yeah. that. The paddle boarders. The you paddle boarders. Why oh, would you gosh. immediately write them off as smug? Oh, they're all so smug. The are paddle they? boarders, Paul. Have you seen it? I've seen people doing it. It's yeah. like, oh, come on. They upset the fishermen quite oh, often. It's, it's, it's a very smug sport. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> 03717. You're going to have the whole paddleboarding world on your back. Oh, we did, we did it. Remember They're we, vicious. Remember when we interviewed the bloke who was paddleboarding around the UK and he oh, was yeah, on the yeah. paddleboard? That yeah. was good. They're vicious, they are. Oh, they'll be after me now, yeah. My, my hobby is, this is anonymous, very like a paddleboarder. Yeah. I got asked by a stranger to give her some tips. She was a complete novice. I helped her with the paddling and how to stand, but she kept falling off. <laughs> After ten minutes and me thinking I was just an awful teacher, she turned to me and said it wasn't as easy as it looks, especially after five pints of cider. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. <laughs> I suggested she may well be right, and I paddled off whilst there was yet another splash behind me. Doesn't sound like a are. smug person, the one who sent that, but anyway. No? Anyway, not, keep not, those Not coming. paddling off or someone behind you just falls in as they've had five pints of cider and you're, <laughs> and you're <laughs> judging the person for Possibly. just that. She's just had a few pints of cider yeah. with her lunch yeah. and then she's thought she'd have a go at paddleboarding. Who hasn't done that, Took Paul? to the water. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's time then for the birthday spread, that point of the show where myself and Charlie go head to head and try and guess ten birthdays that Andy uh, Jacobs has collated from the week. He'll have some top quality comedy material attached <laughs> to each joke. And um, the job of myself and Charlie is to guess the ages of these people, and a margin of error will build. If, if, you know, we're bound occasionally to be a few years out on some of those birthdays, mm -hmm. or even, even more than that. Um, it's the one who guesses the ten birthdays with the shortest margin of error. What is the winner? Um, and good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, boys. And uh, yeah, sadly, I've had to fire my writers this week. Oh, oh what a no. shame! I know Seeing that room for hours and hours. Very, very poor week. You're going to bring in a new team, are you? <laughs> new team for next week. Uh, yeah, for next week. Yeah, new yeah, team. That, that will the be showrunner. No, look, someone has to make sense of all this and keep score. And uh, that job uh, falls upon the, the that burden. I think, really, Jeff. 
Peter's in the nerve centre in the East Midlands. Good afternoon, Jeff. Get that phone. Yeah, I just got to get that phone. Good, <laughs> yes. a- good afternoon to you, chaps. <laughs> this is the 80 f- 81st official spread for wow. Paul yeah. versus uh, Charlie and Max, and he's aiming for his 60th win wow. overall and leads Charlie 32-14. Yeah, 32-14. No wonder I keep running out of jokes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just recycle them. Yeah, but he does well, a bit I of have. that. He does a bit of that. <laughs> he's hoping everybody's You're... got short memories. Yeah, you may remember the first one. Now, we have a bit of a musical <laughs> accompaniment for that, and then we turn to Pele for that Lovely. every week, and here he is with Sergio Mendes. So, Andy, it's the first birthday. Lead us off. Yes, the first birthday is one I'm sure you've heard before. It's the singer and songwriter Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. And uh, Bruno was vying. No, you don't. He was vying for Christmas number one with Robbie Williams one year. And Mike Parry and I decided to have a bet on it. I was backing Robbie. And I said to Mike, you want Mars? You want Mars? You want Mars? You want Mars? There's that clip there. You want Mars? There it is. You want Mars? You want Mars? Yeah. <laughs> <You're more. laughs> get the idea with that. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. I've got Paul. to kick us off. Um, I yeah, how old is Bruno Mars? Well, that's the game. Um, Thirty. Older than he was last year. Yeah, yeah a year, a year older. Thirty-nine. <laughs> Bruno Mars. Thirty-nine. Do you think he's a bit younger than that? I don't know. Quite known oh, yeah. If only I could remember from he last year. He wears a hat. Year. He can't really see his face. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old he is. Might have liked Sid James under that trilby, might he? How long has he been around? <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go a bit young. Go to 37. He is 37. Oh, well Whoa. done, Charlie. Wow. Good start. Direct hit. Yeah, great news. Charlie wants a system where you get an extra point or more points for direct. Yeah, you go back or to less naught. points. You go back to Norton. Well, like snakes and ladders. <laughs> okay. What's the scores, Jeff? Uh, it is Paul two, Charlie. None. Mm. Okay. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a particularly bad recording. <laughs> it really is. Probably it sounds like he is on Mars. Yeah. So we all. It's very. It's very much in the nine thirty-two envelope it's that we only have a very is. dodgy, yeah, yeah, yeah very bad recording yeah. from Gilo's. Just uh, some suggestions for next year. Uh, Bruno Mars a day helps you work, rest yeah, and play. Yeah, that's it. Um, so life on He's got fleas. Yeah, no, I'm not suggesting that Bruno Mars has got fleas. <laughs> we need to talk about Bruno. We need to talk about Bruno. Very nice. And he wouldn't. Seen in Canto. He might have with his grandkids. He probably thinks he's an ex Everton player or something. <laughs> I haven't seen him. Go on then. To be frank, um, it's good. Um, okay, Charlie, you're first. Oh, it's me, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the singer of Radiohead, Tom York. Oh, oh, Tom, yeah, Tom York. York. And uh, Tom's boy is studying to be a meteorologist with John Ketley oh, wow. and helped John predict the beautiful hot weather we had between June and September. Yeah. It was made glorious summer by this son of York. Wow. Mm. Bit of shape. That was lovely, wasn't it? <laughs> Not bad. Very nice. Yeah, you Talks never guess I'd seen the last that. king this week. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Looks good, Dad. I was once on stage at the uh, uh, Latitude Festival in the comedy tent, and yeah. everyone, I started, and um, it was going quite well, and then everybody just left the tent, completely left the tent, yeah. and, and I left me with like literally 10 10 people in the tent, and they'd all gone off to watch a, a, a Tom York surprise solo acoustic wow. set. I mean, I'd have gone, to be honest. Yes. Was, wasn't contractually <laughs> obliged. Did anybody stay, Charlie? Anybody <laughs> no, stay? I had like 10 people left. Wow. And all, you, all you could hear in the background was... <laughs> in the distance. Like small, small man on a stage. Yeah. Okay, Tom York, yeah, I think darling. he's 45. Yeah, that's a, not a bad guess. They've been around a long time, haven't they? Um, 49. 54? Yeah, 54. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a creep. 
That's a bit No, 54, Jeff. You've got to have a cut off. You've got to have a cut off, Jeff. Goodness sake, it's older than me, he says, on that basis. Okay, yeah. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul is five out, moves on to seven. Charlie is nine out, he's on nine. So Paul is in the lead. Oh, wow, okay, here we go, number three. Okay, number three, the fine uh, writer and comedian Dawn French. Oh, yeah. Dawn French. Dawn French yeah. And Dawn's new sitcom is about the former Labour MP Roy Hattersley, mm. who gives up politics to become a member of the clergy. It's called The Vicar of Dribbley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Very nice. Very good. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Very good. Nice getting the Roy, the Roy Hattersley material <laughs> yeah. in, Mr. Zeitgeist. I, know. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of anybody else. Bring fitted image <laughs> back and you get a time machine. Um, uh, I'd say, what's Dawn French? 64. Yeah, up there, isn't she? Yeah. 65. Mm. Oh, Charlie, 65 is wow. correct. Wow, 62 on the nail. Fantastic. Okay, so what's the scores, Jeff? Uh, another direct hit for Charlie. Stays on nine. Paul, one out uh, on eight. So Paul leads by one. Okay. One more. There we are. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a vent act, isn't it? Shut up, he says. Like he's not pre- he's pressing the button to do it. I told you to shut up like an old double act. Get back in the box. Please welcome. Yeah, there we are. So next. Uh, next, uh, going into half time with the fifth birthday. This is number of the four, week. isn't it? Number four birthday. Four, yeah. Oh, number no, that's right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, great, I, I lost Charles Dance. I just got. Did you? Just, okay. Sorry, no problem. Anyway, it's uh, one man <laughs> play. I lost Charles Dance. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. Gone <laughs> half. Yeah. It was the last one. Oh, <laughs> well, that'll be the joke. It's, it's, it's yeah. not. It's, the it's, lost, it's called The Lost Dance. <laughs> okay. It's a no, bit of basketball in, in it as well. He's not even in it. Oh, okay, go on. Okay. It's Chevy Chase. Chevy oh, Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase, yeah. Chevy Chase. Yeah. And I saw Chevy at a night of nostalgic 80s comedy with Brentford defender but, uh, Ben Mee. Oh, yeah. Uh, their favourite act, unsurprisingly, was Duncan Norville. <laughs> oh. What for the teenagers? Oh, he's doing... <laughs> Roy Hattersley, Duncan Norville, <laughs> Chase Me Norville. Um, Chevy Chase. Do you ever yeah. see Community, Charlie? No, I've never seen that. Very no, good, no, it was good. That very was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to suggest that you took him to see the, um, you know, the chairman of uh, of Tottenham, and you took Chevy to the Levy. Oh, oh not bad. Well, that's yeah, quite good, good isn't it? Except his name's Levy. Levy, 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 of course. Chevy, 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 Chevy. Oh, come on, Andy. Chevy. You're not. You're <laughs> not. Chase. Do you know what? It's one year ago. The name's not. The name's not coming up this week. But it is one year ago this week that we had Sir Johnny Weaver. No. Oh. It is Sir Johnny Weaver's birthday this week. Happy birthday, Sir Johnny Weaver. For that. So. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm going to go 71. Oh, I think it's a bit older than that, Charlie. Oh, no. 78. 79. Ooh, well done, Jeff. Paul. What's that done? The Very scores? good. Very tight scoring from Paul. One yeah. out once again. Moves on to nine. Charlie, eight Ooh. out with his guess on that. And he's on 17. 17. Okay, we bad. do go into half time then with this yes, one, Andy. That's- that's Un- right. It's the uh, golfer, a winner of the U.S. Women's Open in 2014, Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee. Yeah. Michelle Wee. And uh, she was signing copies of her autobiography at Celebrity Pro-Am in St. Andrews when I spotted pop star Adam Horowitz cowering in the corner, afraid to ask her for a signature. I said to him, Adam, don't be a wee timorous beastie. <laughs> oh, oh, right. That's He's one of the good. beastie boys. Very good. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, of course mm. he is. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'd say Michelle Wee third. Nintendo. I've got a system. I fired the bloke who came up with that one. I've got a, <laughs> on the spot. I've got a system with this one. Michelle Wee thirty-three. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. You've got to have a that's system. Nice. 
Um, okay, uh, Michelle Wee, 33. It's about right, isn't it? Yeah. I've got 32 written down here on this piece of paper, Paul, if you'd like to see it, but I'm going to go the other way and say 34. Makes no difference because she is Michelle Wee, 33. Oh, wow. It won't work next year. <laughs> so we're going to half time with the scores at what, Jeff? Unless she gets married. Uh, yeah. It's Paul to... 9, Charlie 18. Nine eighteen. Yes, it gets gets married to who? I'm trying to. You're gonna have to th- think about it during the, the travel. Uh, Nine eighteen. Then, as we had in Jim Core from the cause. It's all. It's all to play for in the second half here in the birthday spread. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Key for more. Key for more. Key for more. Is that what you're saying, Michelle? We more thirty four for next year. Okay. Yeah, well, that was worth it, wasn't it? It's the birthday <laughs> spread. It's uh, 9.18 uh, currently. Uh, Charlie, Charlie's on 18, I'm on 9, which means I'm winning the birthday spread. I have the smallest margin of error Half currently, time. but anything can change. Nil, Five nil, more nil, birthdays nil. to go. Andy Jacobs, uh, take it away for the sixth birthday. <laughs> have you seen that photo of Jeff as Harry Gibbs? He's got dressed up as a boxing ref for today's show. Has he really? Oh, has he, has oh, it, let's have a look at the pictures on the group. Let's have a look at him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, with Movember, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Twitter. Jeff. Yeah, um, should... I'm, I'm heading off to a function straight after this. So, oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Fantastic. No, I've dressed, up, I've dressed up just for Andy's gags. What's the Does that bow tie spin <laughs> round? I'll tell you what, we'll put it on the what, group. like Mike Reed? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What's the function? Reffing snooker refs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his white gloves on. Anyway, let's move on. later on. <laughs> we'll let's move on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's that kind, it's that kind of do. That kind of do. Perfecting your handshake. Anyway, okay. we'll move on. Okay, it's the cartoonist, brilliant cartoonist, Bill Tidy. Bill Tidy. I was having a chat with Bill about the UK since Brexit. Bill thought it was going well, but I told him I was thinking of emigrating. I said, you can keep Britain tidy. Wow, very nice. That's nice, isn't yeah, it? Lovely. Bill Tidy, Roy Hattersley. <laughs> well, it's not my fault. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. his birthday. We yeah. don't leave him out. He's age. So it's Bill Tidy. <laughs> Bill Tidy's birthday. Is it Bill Tidy's playing, birthday? Playing all the universities yes. okay, this yeah. freshers week. Yeah, One Andy more. Jacobs. <laughs> One more. Yeah. <laughs> Talking a bit looseness. Like <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. Bill you. Tidy. It's you. That was me, isn't it? Charlie's you. first. Oh, you're first on this one. Why? Charlie. Sixth. Because I went first on the last oh, one. Oh, I thought, oh, OK. Yeah, Bill Tidy, I don't know who that is. What does he do? He's a cartoonist. Bill Tidy is a cartoonist. OK, let's go. Um, I don't know who that is. OK. 75. 92. No. <laughs> 89. Yeah, oh, OK. I, I didn't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to know who that is. Well, he's quite, he was famous, but in Andy's when? era... <laughs> Great. Cartoonists set like we're on the front <laughs> cover of the newspapers. Pointless. Right, anyway. Utterly pointless. What a waste of radio this is. What's going on? Uh, Could be doing a phone in on who's better, Messi or Ronaldo. Okay, well, maybe we'll squeeze one in if we can get through this. What, what, what's the score, Jeff? Jeff? Who cares? Charlie, four, Charlie 14 out yeah. onto 32. Yeah. Uh, Paul 3 out onto 12. So 20 oh, in yeah, it, 4 great. to go. Don't give up. Don't give up, brilliant. Yeah, it's 4 to go. That's right. ridiculous. Thank, well, you. Yeah. Thank you, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Okay, here we go. (laughs) It's uh, Lord Richard Wilson of Dinton, Master of Emmanuel (laughs) College, Cambridge. What? It was quite embarrassing. It was quite embarrassing that I had to sack him twice. Each time he was incredulous. You'll never guess what he said. No, I I can't. What what, what, what were his years, this Richard Wilson? Uh, 2002 to 12, and 1998 to 2002, he was head of the Home Civil Service. Wow. 
Yeah, he's got to be in his 80s, isn't he? Yeah, well... 83? 83, Charlie. Don't give up. I can see in your face you've given up. 87. (laughs) 80. Oh, okay. It's all right, look, you're still in this. I could blow up at any point. He's just, dreadful game. He's gone. It's like have a, it's like Gary was on earlier. Have a dreadful word game. with him. I'm going through the glass for the producer. It's like his bottom lip's gone. It's like Thomas Burl. Well, it's point if you start with people no one's ever heard of, it's pointless. Isn't okay, it? what's that's ridiculous? What, what's the scores, Jeff? Paul three out onto fifteen yeah. after seven. Charlie seven out. Yeah. He's on to thirty-nine, yeah, so twenty-four good. in it. Yeah. Okay. Right, here we, we often, go. Then. We often have we often have people that you've yeah, never heard of. That's part yeah, of the game, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the Democratic <laughs> Unionist Party, yeah. uh, MLA for Lagan Valley, the oh, First yeah. Minister of Northern Ireland, yeah. Paul Given. Oh, yeah. Paul Given. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we've just been to a delightful French uh, evening soiree at his home. Oh, yeah. Yes, we'd love to go for a meal, Shea Given. Oh, oh that's nice. very Was nice. it funky? Oh, f- oh, yeah. I thought yeah, we were going to yeah. get any given Sunday. That's what I was going to yeah, go yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. What's his job again, Andy, please? Now I'm back interested in the game. <laughs> First Minister of Northern Ireland. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Yeah, smashing. Um, I think he's 62. That's my okay. guess. Okay, I might go a bit younger. Oh, I bet you will. But yeah. I'm only guessing. Probably get it spot on. 55. <laughs> he's 41. Yeah, there we go. 40 what, sorry? <laughs> 41. 41. Oh, 41. Yeah, we were both oh, not very good there, Charlie, <laughs> well, were we? Yeah. Jeff, what's that down to the scores? Lost well, it takes a little bit of working out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Paul, 14 out, moves on to 29. Yeah. Charlie, oh dear. Uh, 21 out. He's had a max <laughs> and he's on to 60. It's oh dear, very much the phrase of the day. You are being yeah. Mr. Zeitgeist. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, so what? 60. Okay. Yeah. Look, there's 31 in it, Charlie. Yeah, Come great. on. 31. Here we go. Next one, Andy, please. And it's a warm welcome back to the founder and chairman of the travel company of Trail Finders, Sir Michael Gooley. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> this is him, perked it up. It, him and his brother used to play for our football team. But when both suffered a loss of form at the same time, <laughs> awkwardly, I had to leave one of them out. It was painful to drop a ghoulie. Oh, yes, okay. Nice. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't kick them when they're down. I'm not going to be able to get 31. Back, 67. Oh, he's not 98, is he? So I've gone too young now. You but I've said it now. 67. 67. Yeah. 77. 86. Oh, I think you did it on purpose. I feel no, bit, I didn't. feel a bit patronised. I'm, I'm not letting you win. Okay, what, uh, what's happening? Jeff. 67, 86, oh 19. Live counting now. 48, 69. <laughs> 48, 69. Okay. That's a big gap, isn't it? 21. But 21. Still. Big gap for the last one, isn't it, Andy? Yeah. We all yes. know that as seasoned players. It's 20. It's, it's, the, it's 21. Isn't Paul it? will say something. It'll be someone a bit old, and someone will, Paul will say something about, about 73, 74, and then I've got nowhere to go. Don't either second, way. Second then. guess me, Charlie. You say That's that. A stupid mm. game. 21. Okay, that's what we're playing with. Here we go. Okay, it's the famous. Famous cellist Yo-Yo Ma. Ah, Yo-Yo yeah. Ma. Yeah, yeah. He's a massive fan of Norwich and doesn't mind they keep getting <laughs> promoted and relegated. Yeah. He loves the underdogs in football. Norwich are a typical Yo-Yo. He loves a Yo-Yo ah, club. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Like, loves lovely, his sushi. Oh, yeah. he's got a lovely Christmas album out. Genuinely, has he really? Yeah, there's no joke on the end of that. Okay. Very nice Christmas album. What is he about? Fifty-nine, yeah. maybe. 59, I'm going. So you've got, you've got to be without well, he's not 80, 22. Though, he? Not 80, and he's not no. 37, is he? Well, so. he's got to be one of those things for you to have a chance of winning. Well, I haven't got a chance if I pour. I gave up four, <laughs> gave up four ages ago, to be honest. I don't look. You're sulking now, aren't you? <laughs> Just, I, know, I know I can contractually obliged to stay to here see it until four o'clock. <laughs> yeah.
Otherwise, so basically, I'm just doing that, and I'm sort of, I sort of have to say a couple of things now and again. Just saying, so numbers, I'm just, just saying, saying numbers, numbers now. Just say one. Um, eighty. Eighty. Okay. He is, in fact, sixty-seven. Oh, there we go. Sixty-seven. We so, Jeff, can you just just confirm the result of today's game? It's Paul 56, Charlie 82, Paul leads Charlie 33-14. In this, the 85th, 85th, 80, <laughs> 81st, 81st. 81st official spread. 81st official I was spread. poor, I apologise, I was really poor. Paul's 60th win. 60th win. Oh, done, Paul. Well done, 60 well today. Well done. It was well going done. well until Bill tied it. Yes. It was, I didn't yeah. know who that was. Yeah, famous old cartoonist. Yeah. It was a real like, TV personality. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame he didn't know him. That turned the game. Bill it did turn the game. Bill tied turned the game it all turned on tidy the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon show Charlie you're back with Max on Saturday 10 till no what am I 9 till what am I 9 9 till 11 11. Saturday morning it changes the game day 9 till 11 Saturday morning autobiography wars time difference everything you want all the regulars brilliant and I'll see you on Tuesday see you Tuesday Paul Um, I'll be here with Andy tomorrow got some great guests lined up for you tomorrow in the clips of the week and all that do hope you can join us from one if not Uh, We'll bring you the podcast at around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.